Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. You guys have been hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love Cross Tracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So we got George Gerges here. George is a member and user of Cross Tracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about Cross Tracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with Crosstracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases with the same effort. Fantastic. So Crosstracks, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, check them out. The links are in the show notes. Crosstracks. If you're an investigator, you should be using them today. Hey everybody, this is Matt. Before we jump into the show, I just wanted to talk about John LaJoy. Rerunning this episode from an interview I did with him. God, I think it was like my 49th episode. Those of you who don't know, John LaJoy passed recently and he's the former president of NALI and just an amazing, amazing investigator up in Massachusetts. So John really was influential with me in my career, just uh, managing the whole serving on boards. I remember having uh, uh, some really interesting conversations with him on uh, the pitfalls of donating your time to serve in state associations. And I'm really going to miss that counsel that he gave me. And those of you who knew John knew the stories that he would tell of the investigations that he worked on, which were just amazing. If, if there was something newsworthy, he either worked on that case or worked on some case similar, and that would just go down a rabbit hole of about 30 or 40 minutes worth of conversations um, on different topics. And, um, you know, I didn't know him a long time, but uh, he definitely was influential to me. And I wanted to rerun this episode because I, I think it's important. A lot of the things that he says in there, just such an honor and opportunity to do that. A short while after we recorded that episode is, is when he was initially diagnosed with having cancer. So, you know, it's so crazy how quickly life turns on you and just uh, to see what kind of fighter he was. So um, we're going to jump into the show now. I just, I wanted to say that for those of you that knew John, he was amazing. And for those of you that didn't check out this episode and you'll learn a little bit about just a great man in, in this industry. So uh, sit tight, enjoy the show, and we'll be back to a regular program next week, guys. Thank you. Welcome to PI Perspectives. Matt is bringing back episode 48 for John LaJoy. John was the former national director for NALI. He passed away recently, and we'd like to reintroduce our listeners to him. He was an amazing storyteller and one of the best in the business. So flashback episode 48. Please welcome John LaJoy and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. I am really, really excited this uh, week uh, with our guest, we are talking to John LaJoy, the director of NALI, the National Association of Legal Investigators. 
John, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm great, Matt. Thank you for having me. It, it certainly is uh, an honor and a pleasure to be on PI Perspectives and uh, speak to your audience tonight. So I'm excited about that. I'm ready to talk about uh, Nally and the PI world. So uh, shoot away. Uh, let's go. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about your background because you've been doing this for quite some time. I believe you're on your 31st year. Is that correct? I was licensed in 1989 in Massachusetts. Uh, I'm home-based in central Massachusetts, and that's when I obtained my license. I was a, an insurance litigation investigator prior to that, so I was in the insurance business. Prior to that, I was in the United States Air Force. Oh, thank you for uh, serving. I thank you very much. Six years, did a uh, couple of years overseas, got out of the military, uh, got my uh, bachelor's degree. And uh, set out to join the business world and uh, ended up in an insurance company that showed me the ropes. And from there, it was kind of a long five years there, but uh, I learned a lot and they taught me how to investigate. And I hooked up with a criminal defense attorney uh, while I was there because he was doing a case, a criminal case, so where the civil overlapped with the criminal. Right. And that happens, leaving the scene of a personal injury accident, for instance. Sure. you got a civil aspect of it and a criminal aspect. And I was handling, I investigated the, the civil aspect of it for the insurance company. And he subpoenaed my file because he represented the defendant, who was right. our insured. Right. And he said, hey, you do a better job uh, than uh, most police officers. I'd like to have you come in and learn the ropes in criminal defense. Right. So uh, I did do that with permission from the insurance company. And when he had me in, my first criminal case, you're not going to believe this. And maybe, maybe your listeners won't, was an actual homicide investigation. So, wow. so that was my first criminal case. Uh, and I can say now I've done at least a couple of hundred homicide investigations uh, for the defense. Wow. And uh, if you can do those, you can do most anything because they're the toughest. They are definitely the toughest. Then I formed my business, and, right. which is LaJoy Investigations. It's a legal investigation company and just celebrated the 30 year anniversary. And during that time, I've become involved in associations. I've joined many associations. I've become involved in association positions of leadership, both on a local, statewide, and a national level. Of course, right. with Nally being, you know, my love, what a privilege and honor it is to serve and to serve legal investigators and private investigators all over the world. So I'm um, I'm blessed. What was the, the, the drive? What, when did you get that aha moment to say like, okay, I'm going to start my own business and uh, I can do this on my own? What, what do you think really pushed you to do that? While I was working for the insurance company as a uh, outside investigator, investigating uh, claims and then complex claims and complex litigation claims and doing some underwriting and, and dealing with coverage issues and whatnot, I would assign out investigations to private investigators in Massachusetts. And I noticed that in the central part of the state, there was no real top-notch investigator or agencies. Uh, there were in Boston and there was one in Springfield. And I'm like, why am I hiring these Boston and Springfield investigators to come to the central part of the state? So there was a need. Right. So I recognized that need. Uh, I love the investigative uh, portion of uh, being an insurance uh, investigator and a, and a, uh, a litigation uh, specialist, but I was settling claims also, negotiating with attorneys, pricing cases up on injuries or deaths, doing complex online casualty claims uh, handling. 
So uh, I love the investigative part of it much better. So right. bang, a light bulb went off in my head at about the fourth year uh, at, at the largest insurer in Massachusetts and still the largest insurer, insurer commerce insurance company, uh, which is bought out by Mopfrey. And they're currently a client now, and they're a great insurance company. And that's, that's what I credit uh, getting my training right. and also putting in my mind that I could do this. Well, I majored in history and uh, political science and philosophy in college. And that didn't give me much business experience. So if I'm going to go out on my own, what am right. I going to do? Right. Right. I mean, so I had to figure that out. So what I did was I already had my bachelor's degree uh, and I didn't feel that going back to a college, I uh, would do it. So, you know, those nightlife classes where you can take, you know, like a three month, once a week, three hour uh, a session classes. Right. And I did that, how to start your own small business. Okay. And I had a sweetheart of a teacher who I still keep in touch with, who told me when I went in for my first class, I didn't have a pen on me or a pencil. <laughs> a slacker. And, and, you know, I asked her, she goes, you know what? People that don't have pens and pencils, all right, they're doomed for failure. <laughs> Loser. And I, and I, <laughs> nice. I keep reminding her that, of what she said to me, and she has me speak at her classes now. So anyway, uh, she taught me the ropes. I did a business plan. I went to a bank. I convinced them to loan me $11,000 of an unsecured loan. I took my ESOP from the insurance company. I had about 25000 bucks. I had a wife, a two-year-old. My wife was pregnant with my second child. And I said, I'm going to leave this secure job. And I'm going to take the risk and start my own small business because I know that I can do this. Nice. I know it. Nice. And I had... Uh, uh, great help uh, with finances and numbers from uh, uh, CPA. We worked the business plan up, uh, wrote it up, and he did the numbers, walked into the bank. I got the unsecured loan. Don't ask me how. Yeah. And then I had to sell myself <laughs> and convince myself. I had the same experience, uh, man. It's no small task, definitely. And especially to a banker. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you really do? You know, and you know how I related to that was uh, – skip trace on debtors so you know that's one aspect of of private investigation sure uh, where you can harness some some business so uh you know and i made him understand it and then he, then he finally popped the big question he says well you know what you're not willing to put anything behind it you're not willing to to back it up with uh you know i had a house uh, you know, with uh, a lien on your house or, you know, give us some collateral on your house. Right. I said, I said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm not, I'm not going to put another mortgage on my house. Uh, I'm not going to do that. But you're telling me, what am I giving up? I'm giving up a job that pays great money and that's supporting my wife and kids and paying the mortgage. I'm going from that to zero. Right. I'm putting up my life savings. I'm putting my, my children's health and welfare on the line. Right. That's what I'm giving up. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a big risk, but I'm going to succeed. And I had some clients lined up and I did my homework. I did my research. I did the right things. I made the right moves. And a big move that I made, which, which when the business was successful after a couple of, couple of three years, uh, the Internet was becoming a big deal. Right. And, you know, there was such a thing called websites. You know, and nobody ever knew what's a website, you know, I mean, oh, wow. You know, I mean, they're out there, 
but it wasn't it wasn't on the tip of your tongue all the time like it is today sure i remember yep. so i went out and i said you know what i need a website and i was trying to pick a domain name and i said i gotta pick i gotta pick the cream of the crop i gotta pick something like if you're a jeweler you want jewelry.com well i'm a pi let's take a look and it so happened that privateinvestigator.com was available from Network Solutions. Oh, wow. So obviously, I was smart enough to, you know, there's some luck involved in that too. Sure, absolutely. Uh, uh, it was available. I scoffed it up and I have turned it into a big, big moneymaker. Sure. So my website is privateinvestigator.com. So if your listeners go to that website, you can go to that website and, and it's a pretty big website and you can look and see and you can gain some knowledge and experience just from what's written in the website. And there's not one word of it that's embellished and it's helped my business oh, tremendously I'm sure. financially. Yeah, I'm sure. That's, that's fantastic. And I've been offered some good money on it too. I bet you have. <laughs> I really bet you have. That's awesome, man. Yeah. You got to think that your background in insurance uh, just your experience is, is something that was very attractive uh, when now you're hanging up your shingle because you you know what to look for, right? So you have that target audience in the, the insurance industry saying, I used to do what you do. I understand what you're looking for. Let me service the account. That's got to be something that's, that is, is very, um, very pleasing, you know, something that makes you very attractive to, can, to an insurance company. I can probably, yeah, and I, I completely agree, and I can give you a great example. I think about 65 to 70% of our, our profession, our industry, private investigate, private investigators, private investigation, comprised of law, ex-law enforcement. Right. Yep. And uh, you know what? They do a great job. I respect law enforcement. I respect the uh, law enforcement officers that retire and then become private investigators and then realize how difficult it is yeah. to get information without a badge versus with a badge. No magic, uh, you know, easy, easy no, of getting information, right? <laughs> no magic, no magic, <laughs> no magic and, button and, to hit, to get that subpoena. Right. <laughs> and the point is though, to get insurance company work, you need to know how to read an insurance policy. Sure. Whether you're talking about an auto policy versus a bot policy, which is a business owner's policy or a garage policy, which services auto dealerships and service auto body shops and whatnot, and a homeowner's policy, a commercial liability policy, a general liability policy, uh, uh, a non-owned hired policy, uh, all the different lines of casualty insurance policies that insure folks from a loss that if there is such a loss that you will uh, be equipped to investigate. So yes, that's where you have it over the XLR enforcement who has no knowledge of how to read a policy to apply the facts of a loss to the terms of the policy right. to determine whether or not there's coverage or not. Um, that, because insurance companies, believe it or not, give coverage investigations intentional acts versus non-intentional yeah, acts. Of course. Stage it's accidents, formulas, man. It's all formulas. Yep. And whatnot. And the bottom line, all right, is if you know that, you have one step up when you're walking when you're when you're marketing or walking into an insurance company to ask them for your business. And if you sure. have the buzzwords, the PIP, you know, the uh, part five, Balines others, what it and what it covers and what it doesn't. Like what is limited collision coverage? What is comprehensive? 
what is personal injury protection? Yep. If you know all that and you know those buzzwords, when you're in there talking with them, that's that's a much easier sell. Absolutely. Much easier. So uh, I was trained by a, a, a wonderful group of folks at an insurance company, but that's only one aspect in one genre of investigative private investigation. There's the criminal invest. There's civil and criminal. Insurance comes under civil. Right. Uh, criminal investigation and it could come under criminal too, depending if there's fraud. Right. So uh, when we handle SIU fraud investigations at my agency as well. Uh, but I'm a death investigator. That's that's my specialty. Right. I specialize in death investigations on both the civil and the criminal side. Right. And usually if uh, there's a death in central Massachusetts and it's above the fold stuff, it usually usually ends up on my desk right. uh, one way or the other, either from a plaintiff side or from insurance defense side or a defendant that's been arrested for a uh, uh, a homicide, uh, be it a you know a motor vehicle homicide or a, a murder one. Great. So I mean, I think those are the differences, yeah. and they, uh, if you can certainly uh, uh, sell yourself because of the, your past knowledge and your experience, and you become educated and intelligent in that in that word speak, uh, you can certainly you can certainly sell yourself a lot better to the client to the target market or the client that you're seeking to obtain. Right. Right. Okay. So we're going to jump out real quick and just take a, a quick break. And when we come back, I would really like to start jumping into Nally and really uh, expose people to what Nally is and, and the benefits and what they can do. So I'm going to ask everybody to sit tight. We'll be right back. And uh, we're just going to get a word in from our sponsors. Yeah, certainly. Thank you. Check out the PI Institute of Education at piinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. Contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds anywhere around the world. Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International, global reach, international knowledge. Looking for an insurance agent that puts you first? Every PI business is different. That's why OREP Insurance can shop multiple markets to ensure you get the best coverage to meet your unique business needs. OREP's model is business by the golden rule, and for over 20 years, they've built their business by putting their clients first. So come enjoy a fast online application and same-day certificates of insurance at OREP.org. 
OREP has coverage for armed investigators, executive protection, and even has a separate policy for security firms. The application takes less than five minutes, so visit OREP.org today. OREP.org. Check out the latest issue of PI Magazine, available online or by hard copy. Visit PIMagazine.com to learn more. Right now, back to the rerun of episode 48 with John LaJoy. Here's Matt. And welcome, everybody. We are back here on PI Perspectives. Our guest this week is John LaJoy from uh, LaJoy Investigations uh, up in Massachusetts. And uh, John is going to here today to talk us, to us about NALI. So, John, welcome back to the program. Thank you, uh, Matt, and all your listeners who haven't turned off the podcast yet because yeah. I'm on it. But <laughs> Thanks for anyway, that. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can talk about NALI. NALI, you know, is a, a wonderful organization. Uh, it stands for National Association of Legal Investigators, and that's a select group of folks. Right. And I'm happy to actually I'm honored to be the the president and the CEO of the organization. So. You know, the buck stops here, so to speak. Uh, right. But Nally is not run without a team of folks. And uh, you, you need to put together a team of folks. And we have a great um, executive director in Julian Bale. That's Bale Shirey. I mean, she is, let me tell you, she is as good as they get. Right. So she's been great to work with. Also, the executive council of Nally, which is its board of directors and Nally is divided in the, in the United States by seven regions. Uh, each region uh, in different parts of the country is, uh, you know, anywhere from five to 13 states in each region and or more, maybe there's 14 in another. And then we have an international region as well, but that wasn't the original part of Nally. The seven regions were, and all the members in each region, they elect uh, a regional director. Those seven regional directors, plus our now our international regional director, sit on our executive council. Okay. I'm the chairman of the board and the uh, chair of the executive council. And there's uh, two other national officers besides myself, uh, an na- assistant national director and a national secretary. That's what governs now right. uh, in the country and beyond in, in our international uh, so, so talk to me a little bit about like the purpose of Nally. What, what, what? I, I know you, you have the certified legal investigator, right? That's a big aspect of it. Yeah, that's that's um, a program that we have. But right. the mission. What's the mission? Nally is fifty three years old. Uh, Nally was formed in nineteen sixty seven. It's the oldest association in the country for legal investigators. In fact, I believe it's probably the oldest continuous association. Uh, perhaps in the world uh, for uh, legal investigators. In fact, I know it is, and it may even be the oldest continuous uh, association without breaking up or renaming in the United States. (laughs) The purpose of uh, NALI is really to endorse and promote and to also safeguard the highest professional ethics of the legal investigative profession, also to explore and cultivate and advance those arts and sciences and ethics. It also, the second part is Nally seeks and establishes and promotes a national association in an international region, which will organize and serve and educate members that will enforce canons of ethics and 
establish the highest standard for the practice of legal investigation. And what what is legal investigation? What is there a difference between private investigation and legal investigation? There is. It's not much of a difference. Right. The criteria is for membership in NALI is that the investigator has to perform litigation support investigative services for those attorneys who are in the private practice of law and or public defender's offices, state, federal defender's offices. So the bottom line is, if you're a surveillance investigator just doing domestics, you're likely not going to get into NALI unless you're doing it for an, a lawyer, all right, who's presenting it in a court of law. You right. follow me? Yep. So also, our vetting process is the toughest vetting process for membership in the business. We assure that you are, in fact, a legal investigator rather than just a, a computer forensics investigator that never goes into court. Right. That, that person's not going to qualify. All right. And I think, you know, the vetting process of NALI is incredible. In fact, that's what uh, draws attorneys to us because the vetting process right. is comprehensive. Right. It mandates a detailed investigation that is accomplished by the regional director of the applicant's region. So somebody from region two, are you from region one? You're a new NALI member. You, you came on board in my first year as national director. I did. And by the way, I was reelected in June. So I'm, I'm pleased and honored for that, uh, that privilege. Well, congratulations. And, yeah. Thank you. And you came on board and you went through the process. I did. Yeah. You so, went- so I can talk on that actually. So I'll take a minute and just say how impressed yeah, sure. I was. It wasn't just, you know, submitting references, you know, getting letters from clients, which I had to do, but, but you guys actually called them, <laughs> interviewed them <laughs> to make sure it was legit, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Uh, you know, the, the vetting process is, is real, you know, uh, listen, well, yeah. that was that. That's one aspect of the vetting process. I mean, the vetting process is a six-page online application that yes, asks sir. Yep. you every, as yep. you remember. Yep. So it takes some time to fill it out, yeah. and uh, you know, it asks every question under the sun. Yeah. Because we want to make sure that we're getting the best of the best. Yeah. You know. So it, and then after that, after the application comes in, uh, it mandates a detailed investigation, but that's accomplished first by the regional director of the applicant's region. So that that person checks you out and it may be just a a background investigation. Uh, If you're licensed in multiple states in that region, it'll it'll include that and whatnot. Then uh, after that's complete or during it, a personal interview is conducted and sometimes more than once with the applicant, along with a requirement of specific and detailed letters of recommendation from hiring attorneys. Very true. Or employers. So we, we want that. Uh, you know, we used to require three. I uh, we changed our bylaws to require two because what's the difference between two and you're going to know, all right? right and right. Um, so we also wanted to make it a little bit less, uh, you know, burdensome on attorneys. Uh, I got yeah. I got to be honest, man. It's a little uncomfortable at like asking the client of yours, like, hey, like, do you mind doing this? I mean, like, and just thinking, like, to me, I. I yeah, I got hundred like over a hundred law firms I work with. So and, it's like, and we might yeah. we might even call, all right, call to verify the applicant's investigative acumen and experience. Oh, with you the did? Lawyer. No, you did. <laughs> that I can tell you, you, know? you absolutely so, did. Yeah. So uh, and, and then I, a detailed, I appreciate that. Yeah. And then after that, Matt, 
a detailed civil and criminal background national is accomplished. We pay for that. Yeah, that's great. So it's a check and balance on the regional director's investigation. And also it it takes some time. So I'd say the application process, we're now processing, it used to take months. Now it's taking a couple of three weeks to four weeks, right. all right, because of because of some of the initiatives that have happened in Nally sure. under my leadership. So, yeah. and then the regional director has to approve it. Then it comes to me, and I look at the whole thing, right? And then I finally give the final approval, and then obviously the welcome letter comes, and that's when you were ecstatic when yes. you saw my signature did, yeah. on that letter. So I was happy to let you in because Matt, you're a very competent investigator. I, well, you vetted uh, me, so yeah. <laughs> and you're, you've proven yourself, <laughs> Thank and you, sir. Uh, you're doing good things. So I'm trying, but, man. I'm trying. Thank what, you. what prepared me most for leading Nally because uh, Nally Nally has 350 or so voting members. We've got associate members. We've got some re- uh, retired active members, although they're retired. There's uh, like uh, 150 or 140 of them. We've got almost 500 people active in Nally, one way or the other. Right. All right. And one of the biggest missions of Nally is the people itself. So the third mission that we're talking about is where a professional association that wants to be inclusive, we want to be diverse. Yep. We, we want to foster mutual trust and goodwill, and we want to establish friendship amongst ourselves yep. so that Nally members know Nally members so that if you want to call John LaJoy in Worcester, Massachusetts, because he specializes in a certain type of, of uh, death investigation that happened in a, it was some self-defense involved in LaJoy specializes in self-defense. And your guy was from New York and he was up here and he got in a little fight and you know, he's defending him. Those Yankee fans. You got to watch out for those Yankee fans. That's right. A Red Sox fan. <laughs> you know, he, he tried to beat a Red Sox fan. He, uh, he really just wanted to push him. Hey, let's he not take sides him. here. Okay. <laughs> he, he pushed him too hard and he hit his head on the corner of a bar and he died. <laughs> right. Well, you're going to get arrested for manslaughter, bare minimum. Right. And, you know, you, but that, that Matthew Spare, who's that lawyer who, uh, whose family goes to your client and he calls you and I need somebody in Worcester, Massachusetts. And you're going to know that, Hey, John LaJoy is the guy I want to call. Yeah. Or if I want to have a, have an, uh, uh, an excellent criminal defense investigation done on a, on a federal case in Denver, Colorado, you know that you can call Ellis Armistead and you're going to get a top-notch investigation. You want to be in Fort Lauderdale? You can call Rory McMahon. Right. And also, one of the biggest missions, uh, or perhaps the biggest mission, is the education, the standard. What is best practice? Uh, How do we do this? How do we accomplish it? Well, uh, we hold seminars and we bring in the most world-renowned experts uh, in their field and in the, in genres of investigation to teach everything from photography, DUI investigation, all the way up to railroad crossing investigations, right. railroad accidents, Jones Act maritime cases, airplane crashes, all the way to the simple auto accident. And on the criminal defense side, everything from uh, from a from a simple uh, trespass to rape, armed robbery murder investigation uh, on behalf of, of defendants who have been arrested. Some 
wrongly accused. And that has been borne out by some of our friends uh, and NALI members who took part in Innocence Project investigations to bring right. uh, folks who uh, had, uh, cons- wrong, uh, had confessed to murders. A great nonprofit. Uh, yeah, really. And they were, really right. And they were the Innocence Project. Yep. And they were proven. They were proven, all right, uh, that they didn't do the deed uh, through DNA evidence right. and other hard investigation done by the Innocence Project. So, um, you know, NALI members have been involved in that. But the bottom line is we conduct these uh, these seminars twice a year. And unfortunately, COVID. Kill Toronto, man. I, I was looking forward to Toronto. I really wanted to go up. Yeah. It's unfortunate, man. Um, uh, you know, that was the first in NALI's 53-year uh, yeah. history yeah. that we had to cancel an annual conference. And we did it uh, via Zoom, our, our annual meeting, uh, no conference on. I'm not so sure how I feel about conferencing, uh, you know, uh, digitally. Right. Um, uh, you know, I think online education uh, classes that has, uh, you know, been edited and then vetted and proven, um, you know, maybe offers a little bit more for investigators than unproven uh, digital conferencing right now when people are just trying, you know, starting it up. And that's not to say it can't be done great. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm just saying that I think if somebody's looking for CEUs for either uh, licensing accreditation or for the, for your certifications, whether you're a certified legal investigator or CLI, which is NALI certification, by the way, it is the oldest and the most prestigious certification in the profession. There's no question. Very about hard it. to achieve too, by the way. And it yeah. is, and I, I don't think you'll get anybody, even other folks that certify other associations, to to disagree with me yeah. on that. They may fight the good fight and debate the good argument with me, yeah. but uh, the CLI, there's only 64 of them in the world. Yeah. You know, it used to be over 90, uh, you know, and folks have retired and whatnot, and we're looking to get younger folks into NALI, and that's one of more diversity into NALI. Sure younger folks of all creeds and colors women into the investigative field uh sure because i can tell you there are some fantastic women investigators down about by you there's diane cowan there's yeah. uh kitty haley He's awesome. uh, yeah. you, you know fantastic uh in a kitty oh my yeah. god has she been on the podcast yet? You know, not yet, not yet. I had uh, Kitty and I had a conversation in New Jersey. I, I'd actually gone to the New Jersey Association to present, and she drove all the way up from Pennsylvania to to check me out, which I was honored that she would actually make the trip to go watch me speak. Uh, yes, but we had a chat. Kitty, and, is, uh, Kitty is one of my closest Nally friends. She's great. Yeah, uh, she's one of my Nally sisters. Yeah, I love her dearly. Yep. Uh, she stayed in my house. I've been to her house. Uh, people like that in Nally all over the country. Yeah, you want to talk about yeah. ethics? Yeah, I mean, that's Kitty's the, the go-to on that stuff. You know, she really, you know. Oh, ethics. She's the yeah. she's the guru for ethics. Yep. And when I was the, what really prepared me though to become uh, the leader of probably the most prestigious investigative association in the world, at least for legal investigators. I don't want to insult anybody. I'm a member of NCISS, IntelNet, and sure. whatnot. Yep. Every, but each of those associations, we all have a different mission. Yeah, everybody serves a purpose. You're absolutely right. That's Correct. a good point to make. The, yep. the purposes are yep. different uh, uh, and whatnot. So and Nally's really concerned about elevating the standards of practice sure. and ethics. 
and uh, establishing and fostering mutual trust and goodwill amongst each other so that we can depend upon each other, we can call upon each other, we can put together a team of investigators if necessary sure. to solve even the most complex cases. Well, yeah, you know, uh, now that help you, people. you're saying that, let's let's talk about the there was there was one case that uh, you know, briefly let's get into it uh, where uh, you know you tapped into your Nally resources to uh, solve the uns- the unsolvable uh, question here. So tell me a little bit. Uh, about that case well uh i had a i had a client that had some money he was from ohio and he was seeking an investigator to find his brother uh who had uh uh he had uh, deserted from the united states marines in 1969 now mind you this is like 2003 or four or five or right in that area uh and so he hadn't seen him in you know 30 some odd years uh and he was his only sibling. Parents had died. So he sought out an investigator. God knows how he found me. I think it was through privateinvestigator.com. Hey, no plugs, right. man. <laughs> exactly. Hey, there you go, but man. I also want to plug Nally. For those <laughs> yeah. of your listeners, before I forget to do this. <laughs> we're going to have it in the story. show notes, but yeah, go ahead. All right. <laughs> it's www.nally.com. Sure. And we want you to be a member of Nally. Yes. If you qualify as a legal investigator, we're going to welcome you with open arms. Absolutely. And we're looking for people like you, people like your listeners. So yeah. please, please uh, go explore. And Nally may not be for you, but if it is, we want you. It's a great association. So we need yeah. you. Yep. So anyway, he came to my office. He called me. He flew in. He told me what it was about. I says, yep, I'll. Uh, he says, I'm willing to fly out, talk to you. Well, anyway, after... After hearing the whole story, I took the case. Long story short, nine months later, nine months, and there were ebbs and flows to the investigation, and there were lulls. Right. Nine months later, I found his brother in a federal prison in Atlanta under a different name, date of birth, and social security number. This guy had changed his name. He had gone from Okinawa to stateside to Canada to Mexico uh, to different. Uh, he may have even been in, in South America, wow. uh, back to the States, back to this state, back to that state. You know, in 30 years, is, I mean, you're trying to put together something. You know, you, you got to know what the guy did for 30 years. You know, you got to go backwards before you can go forward, so sure. to speak. So, yep. so uh, I did just that, and, and he made a mistake. Well, I knew I knew he had changed his name a number of times. I knew he had used a lot of social security numbers. All right. I didn't have the exact names. All right. But okay, he had never used his real social security number to do any debt, anything, buy anything, credit anything, get a loan with anything. And you know that our uh, proprietary databases that we have access to after we're fully vetted. Uh, can provide big time leads on that stuff, sure. but only if somebody uses their real name, absolutely, the date of birth, and their yep. social. So yep. anyway, he made a mistake. He was using variations of his social security number ten different times uh, over the thirty years, and the, and he made a mistake. He used his real social security number to purchase a cell phone uh, in and around uh, near the Fort Lauderdale area. And it was about four and a half months. I kept running databases. And all of a sudden, you know, it was a lull for a couple of months where, where the, the investigation was stale. It popped. Bang. 
oh my God, I got an address in Florida. Right. This address turned out to be uh, a hotel in the Fort Lauderdale area. Well, I need people to check that out. I'm not just going to get on a plane and fly it out. Right, right. So who do I call? Carrie Farney, certified legal investigator from Orlando, and Rory McMahon, a certified legal investigator from uh, from uh, Fort Lauderdale. Right. Rory's one of my closest friends. Uh, Rory's awesome. I've seen him yeah. speak. Uh, I haven't I, talked I, to Carrie in a long time, but yeah. he's a good friend. Yeah. Uh, and uh, put them two together and said, hey, we got we got to solve this. We went over every. I even had this guy's photograph aged by an expert at the Center uh, uh, for Missing and Exploited Children in Atlanta. Wow. <laughs> I start out in Atlanta and I end up in Atlanta. That's amazing. Know, yeah. Yeah, so amazing. anyway, uh, we we went put it together. We found out who the owner was of the hotel. It was somebody that had recently bought the hotel, an Indian guy. You know, it was kind of like a skank hotel, but, you know, close to the beach, all right? And uh, Rory went there, and he says, the guy just bought the hotel. He doesn't know anything, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, I'm going to get the age photos. I'm going to fly down there myself. Uh, I found out the store where he purchased uh, the, the phone at, all right, before I went down there. So I knew where he had purchased the phone because I, I had somebody saw, uh, get the inquiry on that, so I knew the provider, and the provider told me, the store that the phone was sold at. I fly down. I meet McMahon. I meet uh, Farney. Uh, these are Nally members now uh, and, and CLIs. And we ended up putting putting Dave Wasser from Miami on it because uh, Miami came into the fray. But um, And he was an Nally member right. and, uh, and, and the CLI. So we got four CLIs, all right, that are, that are going to work this case. So we get down to the hotel, talk to the Indian guy again. Now, we're scouring by the beach and the boardwalks under the beach showing these pictures. And one guy says, yeah, I've seen that guy. And I had six different pictures, beard, facial hair, no facial hair, short hair, long hair, you know, the works. And he goes, yeah, I've seen that guy uh, around the hotel. And, you know, uh, yeah, that guy, but he hasn't been here for a while. I said, how long? He said, like four or five months. I found out the Indian guy had, had bought the place like three months ago. I said, you know what? I want to talk to the former owner. So we track down the former owner. All right. We call him. Me, Farney, and, and, and McMahon. We call up Dave Wasser because there was a there was there was a problem. There might have been a problem because somebody said, all right, that I think the same guy or another guy said, you know, that guy might have robbed the bank down in Miami. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. So, so it's we're like, problem. oh my God. All right. So, yeah. So now, now well, we got Wasser involved. So I get Wasser up there. So now we all go to see the, the former, you know, we, you know, I think I called the former owner first and I said, Hey, do you remember this guy who was hanging out uh, about this time? He had a room at your place. I think the room, it, it was in the back of the hotel because we had gathered up enough information and I think they gave the room number to the, to the store. We had gone to the store. We had saw the room number. All right. I said, the guy by the, you know, I think his name was Bob. All right. But no last name on this. Okay. A fake last name. All right. Uh, so he goes, yeah, yeah, there is a guy. There is a guy. I said, we want to show you some pictures. Can we meet you? So he says, yeah, come and meet me over at my house. So we went and met him at his house. I showed him a picture. He goes, wait a minute. He goes into his house. He brings out a huge box 
and he pulls out an identification and he holds with a photo ID. He holds a photo ID directly against the aged photograph, no hair, short hair. And it, lo and behold, it was like a spitting image. And I looked shout at shout the out guy. to Atlanta. <laughs> I looked at the guy and I said, yeah. what, what? And this guy, wow. let's just say it was John Smith on the ID. That's not his real name. Right. But it was John Smith with the hotel address on it and whatnot. Wow. And, I, and I said, hey, you said the guy uh, might have robbed. Uh, somebody said the guy might have robbed the bank. He goes, not only did this guy rob a bank, he had to get out of the hotel quick. He didn't take any of his stuff. That's why I have it. Right. All right. He says he was being pursued by the feds. He robbed about nine banks. One right up in this town. I can't remember the name of the town, but it was like 20 miles north of Lauderdale. And he knew he robbed that bank. So we went up to the town police. There's a washer come in because he's ex-law enforcement. And he sure. knew everybody. Yep. I mean, Farney was, but, but washer knew the buzz words and lingo. All right. And he gets a police report and we get, we get a name. We get a name. We get a date of birth. We get a social. Now, I know this guy is using variations of his social. And lo and behold, there was a variation of the social on the police report. We knew what court. He finally had been uh, nabbed in Miami. And thank God it was the, uh, the Miami Federal Court. All right. So Wasser was really helpful there. All right. So we get in. We pull the file. And there was a... Uh, pre-sentencing investigation that's what the feds do before they sentence somebody to jail right. uh to get a handle on you know uh, how long they're going to sentence them for the bank robberies is like nine or ten of them in there the it says your background i mean it's like a 50 or 60 page investigation right. that the feds do his background it was all where he came from you know czechoslovakia his mother the same name his mother father i go this is that guy where in the hell is it Right. Well, we then we had to track him down in the federal, you know, in the federal uh, prison system, and uh, lo and behold, he was in Atlanta. So right where I started, right back to Atlanta. Uh, you know, I can tell you it would take another podcast, but getting in to see him because he's in under uh, under the name that he was at the hotel in. Yeah, okay? sure, sure. All right, and the feds didn't even know who they had. Right, they didn't cross reference the fingerprints of the military. Then they were found out who he really was and that he was, uh, he was deserted. Right. And so we couldn't risk anybody finding that out because a desertion can cause a lot of time in prison. Right. So uh, bottom line is uh, I did get in to see him with an attorney, and I did get to uh, talk to him through a, a glass to a phone. But, you know, they're recording everything, so you can't trust right. it. So right. uh, I talked to him by writing. And when I said to him, I know you're blank, blank, through the window with the lawyer there, because it was a lawyer visit. Uh, that, that's how we got in. He fell off his rolling chair onto the floor. Oh. And then he had a pen, pencil and he started writing, how did you find me? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, blah, blah, blah. Story. I said, yeah. I think your brother hired us. And, yeah, that's a, you know, that, that's a great story. Uh, and then we had to figure out how to get him in. So, right. you know, it was a whole, but articles have been written about that. I've spoken sure. about it. I've given uh, seminars on that yeah. uh, locate investigation. And uh, there are people out there that would tell you that that was probably the most difficult private locate investigations 
that anybody uh, in a profession has ever accomplished. And I, it can't be done alone. You can't yeah. do things yourself. Well, and that's why we, we, we bring it back here, right? So it's the resources from Nally that you tapped into, all those folks that you know, that you wouldn't know these people if you were just, you know, John LaJoy from from Boston or up in Massachusetts, right? Uh, you, wouldn't, you, you, would, you wouldn't know these guys. You know? If you're going yeah. to depend upon your state association for business, think again. Right. Now, in rare cases and in some cases, maybe. But the referrals of getting known in Nally, being liked, uh, knowing that you're a person of competence, somebody has something in your area, they're calling you. Yeah. And these aren't 200 300 $400 investigations. No, this is media right? stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, is, stuff. this is big dollar stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, if you want to join in that circle uh, and be known uh, as a very competent investigator, uh, Nelly can teach you from the inception of when you get your license. We'll bring you. We'll we will we will guide you. We will we will help you. We will we will teach you. Nelly is uh, uh, an association of, of of very competent professional legal investigators. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about the listserv, which is an amazing listserv. Amazing listserv. Just amazing. Yeah. I mean. I mean, those, I suppose, you know, those are the things that draw people. Sure. Now he charges $175, and that's pretty cheap. That's a bargain per year for the many benefits of membership. And I've spoken about the value of membership to you and how it can bring referrals and how you, how you can be taught and how you can become certified to our CLI program, which is a benefit to members because you charge a, a lesser a lesser fee than a non-member. Hey, Nally doesn't discriminate. You want to take the CLI exam and you're not a member of Nally? Come on. We want you. Right. We allow non-members to take the CLI exam. We care about your competence. Sure. We want to elevate you to be the best that you can be. Not that you're better than anybody else, but that you're more knowledgeable nice. in your area of specialty. Sure. Uh, that, that you are a legal investigator that can be counted upon to conduct the most complex of investigations. Yeah, no, there's, so, there's, there's, there's meat in that. You know, there's definitely so importance there. So the listserv is, is another benefit. That, that listserv, every, all members of NALI are, are on a listserv. It's a very professional listserv. It is. No joking, yeah. no flaming, yeah. no nothing. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, it, it is for if you have help or you have a question – and you need help, you'll get the answer uh, from a number of different people within minutes, within seconds. Yeah. And that's how we help each other. You know, and our specialized member directory is available to the public, and it's often used by, by lawyers uh, and employees who are seeking skilled legal investigators sure. uh, in specific or, or a different geographical la- uh, location or a specific discipline of investigation. So if you need a legal investigator halfway across the country or, or, or across the world, you go to the membership directory and voila, yep. you can find a legal investigator who specializes in that specific discipline that can help you. Yeah. So and I think so that's really the bigger benefits. Definitely all there. And I can say from my own personal experience, you know, quote unquote, joining the club in, in November or December, whenever I, I got that letter, you know, I've already tapped into the resources. I've already used people from Nally to get the job done. Right. You helped me on a, on a case, a death case I had I, in New York city. I, 
and and you nailed it you nailed it i mean when we were we ran a dmv and involved a uh, motor vehicle death you're like something's up with this guy's insurance it's you know it's there's it's kooky you know <laughs> i was going in did here. i charge you <laughs> I, I I don't even if if you did it was very minimal. <laughs> I mean, like well, that's the way Nally members treat other Nally members. Yeah, it's and true. It's so, true. Yeah. And in state associate, there's a little bit less of politics. Although Nally has had its had its ups, ebbs, and flows. Uh, another another discussion for another day. I have been a two-time president of the licensed private detectives association of Massachusetts, uh, which trained me well. Yeah. All right, to be. To become the, the leader of NALI. Yeah, and I've also yeah. been the CLI chairperson. I was a four-year stint there. I served uh, six uh, different terms as Region 1 director, yeah. which is the 13 original colony states you are region. You know, so uh, I have been well-trained, and I'm, I have been well-suited to step into this position. Yeah. And uh, we have done some wonderful things. NALI Publications, the legal investigator, which comes out and publishes, published. Uh, two times a year, and you saw the results of our, our of our evergreen issue of the Discover Alley, yep. uh, the Legal Investigator, which was printed, and it was the first one that has been printed in ten years. Uh, and that that's an evergreen issue that is given to attorneys because what we want to do, given to our members, and it's also given to attorneys, sent to attorneys, sent to other investigators, right. because we want you as members. We want to bring attorneys to your doorstep to give you business right. and we want name recognition sure. and we want to increase that name recognition. And that's what the discover Nally program is all about. I'm the one that birthed the idea of, of the discover Nally initiative. Um, something that popped into my brain like four or five months before I even announced I was going to run for president, the national director. Um, and uh, Nally, Discover Nally is really my vision. It's a vision. It's an it's initiative great. to bring. Yeah, it's a great initiative. You know, the name recognition and value, unity, diversity, inclusivity, increased membership, enhanced benefits, and yeah. attorney awareness. No, it's all good to stuff. Nally. Yeah, it's all good and stuff. And that way, that way, they're going to call you. Yeah. When, they, when they need an investigator, they're going to go to www.nally.com. They're going to go to the online membership directory, and they're going to find an investigator, all right, in Orlando, Florida. They're going to find one in Garland, Texas. So they're sure. going to find one in Boise, Idaho, or in Long Beach, California, or Portland, Oregon. Or they're going to find one in Canada. They're going to find one in Asia. They're going to find one in the United Kingdom right. that can assist and help them get the job done for their client. Sure. What we do is we help people. No, you do. It's a great organization, man. And I, I, you know, just being new to the association, just going out to the events and all that, like I, I love it. I love being a part of it. I'm a big fan and I look forward to many, many more events and, and meeting, seeing people in person again at, at some point. Uh, we're going to wind down here, John. I, I really uh, appreciate your time. Uh, this was great. Uh, that story is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you though, one thing. I, I also am an author. I got a couple of books. Oh yeah. Trials and, and tribulations of uh, a real life uh, that's uh, private. The, eye, that's, right? the, that's the book. That's yep. the book that you can laugh. You're going to read, you can yep. laugh. And it's a, it's a true story. And uh, we'll put a link in the show notes tribulations of a real life pi and what it does is dispels the myths and tells the reality about our profession in a very in a memoir and also a an exemplar style so yeah yeah, it's funny 
Kitty Haley loved it. She laughed throughout it. And, Kitty approved. And whatnot. And uh, you can also go to privateinvestigator.com and sure. check that out. Yeah, but and, and please I'd, do. I'd yeah. rather have everybody go to Nelly.com. Yep. Because thank you for for letting me speak about the association that I so love. It's a great one. And that uh, I'm going to lead for another year. So listen, we're going to end here. And I'm just, I want to personally actually thank you for your dedication to this industry, John. Thank you. Know, thank you as well. Yeah. You, uh, I mean, just setting the bar, the example, I know like well, the first time we got to meet in person was down in Tampa uh, in January. And uh, man, I was just blown away by your professionalism and just your passion for these codes of, of ethics and, and just having that higher standard. And it comes from leadership all the way down, right? So you've set the bar uh, for doing that. And it just, from a guy that just coming in, to seeing how things are done there. I was so impressed and not just with you, but with, with everybody in Nowy, everybody that was at that event. I mean, it's just like amazing. You're having, I was like Alice in Wonderland, you know, just twirling around, twirling around, twirling around. And then, Oh, this person does this, that person does that. Like this does that. It takes you a know. team. Yeah. It's, it's so great. So great. You can't do it. You can't be successful. You yeah. cannot, you must muster support and you must find a way, even if you disagree to reasonably disagree and then fight for what you really believe in you sure. need to come together as a team and that's what's important because i don't do this alone yeah i don't do it alone yeah so i'm very grateful for everybody that has helped me along the way i'm yeah. grateful that you had me on the podcast yeah thanks and for coming on man it was, uh, there's any questions i'd be happy to answer yeah we're going to put all your contact information in the show notes you know obviously they know privateinvestigator.com and and uh nally.com and uh and all that. So yeah, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in and uh, you know, we're going to have another uh, episode this Thursday. Actually, uh, we're going to continue our quick hits uh, with osmosis leading up to the uh, conference. Um, but uh, John, uh, again, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us tonight and uh, we'll catch uh, everybody on the next show. Take care, everyone. John LaJoy was an amazing investigator and a friend to so many in the industry especially Matt. We hope this little segment gives you a good indication of his love for the investigative profession. A special thanks also goes to Crosstracks, PI Institute of Education, Conflict International, and OREP for sponsoring this show. Please support our great supporters. Have you thought about joining Investigators Toolbox? Now's the time to get on board and join the fastest growing digital community for investigative professionals. Use code PIP201836 to save 10% on membership when you join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, just email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show, so make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.